Welcome to the Mosaic of Marion, a weekly podcast hosted by Dr. Henry M. Meadows, Jr. and presented by Marion Baptist Church in Chatham, Virginia. It is our sincere hope that you'll join us each week as we explore what it means to be part of God's big picture through biblical discussions about the saving power of Jesus Christ and what it means for our lives each and every day, starting today. Hey, what up out there, podcast land? How you guys doing today? Hey, hey. So glad you guys are with us today. Um, I'm Hank Meadows, pastor of Marion Baptist Church. Got my home slice, Miss Mona, with me. Hey, hey. Got the bean of the board over there who hadn't spoken yet. Holding it down. <laughs> Holding something the down. down? I, <laughs> <laughs> Jump off. <laughs> now I was making sure I actually held the record button down for once. We're That's good. good. We're good. Okay, yeah. everybody <laughs> unmuted. Unmute button. We're, we're good. <laughs> Everybody's unmuted. The music's not playing again. I think we're golden. All right, oh, good. Well, good. I don't good, know good, about good. that, but we're. <laughs> <laughs> so you guys doing well? Yeah. Doing good. Good. It's sweating less. I like it. Big fan. Yeah. It's definitely cooled cool. off. Yeah, yeah. The weather changed, not me. But I really thought <laughs> this week that we're taping, I really thought it was gonna be cooler than this. And now it's back in the seventies yeah. during the day. That Sunday was good. Sunday was nice and cool. Yeah. So hopefully uh toward the end of the week it's like in the sixties again. So Yeah, we get fake falls two or three times and then yeah. get the real deal. Twenty four seasons. <laughs> All right, so we're in chapter 40 of Genesis, um, looking at old Joseph. Um, then I'm going to give you the title for this one. Okay, thank Practice you. Practice makes perfect. I love it. Because really when you get to verse, to chapter 40, that's what really, this is a, our dress rehearsal. Yeah. I'll give you a couple you can choose from now. <laughs> it's, it's a dress rehearsal for when he had to interpret Pharaoh's dream. Right. Um, so we're going to look at some things about the Lord today. And um, so if you would start, Miss Mona, read. Um, actually, I told you to read to verse four. Read through verse eight. Okay. Okay. Yep. We doubled right. it. Yep, <laughs> I did. El Duble. All right. Chapter 40 of Genesis. Sometime after this, the cupbearer of the king of Egypt and his baker committed an offense against their lord, the king of Egypt. And Pharaoh was angry with his two officers, the chief cupbearer and the chief baker. And he put them in custody in the house of the captain of the guard in the prison where Joseph was confined. The captain of the guard appointed Joseph to be with them, and he attended them. They continued for some time in custody. And one night they both dreamed, the cupbearer and the baker of the king of Egypt, who were confined in the prison, each his own dream, and each dream with its own interpretation. When Joseph came to them in the morning, he saw that they were troubled. So he asked Pharaoh's officers who were with him in custody in his master's house, Why are your faces downcast today? They said to him, We have had dreams, and there is no one to interpret him. And Joseph said to them, Do not interpretations belong to God. Please tell them to me. All right, let's pray. Heavenly Father, we just thank you for the fact that you are still on the throne, and you are in control, and even in those moments where it seems like there's no plan, that there's no order to the things that are happening, Heavenly Father, you are the one that organizes these things as long as we'll be uh, open to what you call us to do, Heavenly Father. We know that we can then enjoy the privilege of being used for the kingdom. So, Heavenly Father, we pray that that would happen with this podcast, that it would be used to further your kingdom. It's in Jesus' name we pray these things. Amen. Amen. So what do you see here? <clears throat> What do you? What is your first op? Just an observation of what you see. Mona, you go first. Mine is completely useless. <laughs> it's just random. It, I, I want to get some value first, so you go. 
Uh, but I don't have an answer. Okay, I'm so going to go hit you with it. mine, and then and then hopefully they'll forget mine and remember yours. <laughs> I I got tickled because it was talking about the chief baker, and then after you said that, all I could think of when you said custody is custody. <laughs> that's the only goose of grace. That's okay, the only yeah. thing I could think of. All right, moving to something useful. Go yeah, ahead. That, that that didn't have a lot of use. You just bro. said the first thing that I'm being honest here. <laughs> Our our man bean went to food first. Yeah, it's yeah, Mustard it's like the the goose of grace. Um, well, I see the thread of because back in thirty nine, at the end of thirty nine, that the that the Lord was with him, and whatever he did, the Lord made it succeed. And then, as you as we are starting here in chapter forty, that the um, Joseph was appointed to attend to the cupbearer and the baker, um, and so. I just see that thread of God working so that Joseph was successful, so that Joseph, they were um, putting Joseph in charge. Um, I just see that thread going through, which now made gonna, Dan jump up and down. I don't I'm going to try to redeem myself here. <laughs> um, and and while that's happening, we see the change that happened because in um, verse 8, you know, he says, um, do not interpretations belong to God? Please tell them to me. You see, this is a huge shift between him and that comp- that overconfidence he had. of. Be- you know, he could have been like, oh, I, I, I can interpret that for you. But he gives God the glory for yeah. it right off the bat. Yeah, and so it perfect. signals that change that's occurred. Yep. And since you're on that, and then the fact that God was going to answer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We, yeah. We have nothing in the story that says God told him, I'm going to tell you mm-hmm. the answer to these dreams. Right. He yep. speaks on behalf of God, like just knowing that it's going to happen. God's yeah. going to tell it to me, right? I said, I said it this past Sunday, which will be two Sundays ago now. You know, we as a church body, we no longer really say the ridiculous. I mean, that's a ridiculous thing mm-hmm. to say. Yeah, yeah. Anybody could throw out some sort of interpretation, yeah. but for it to be flat out true, right? That's pretty impressive, right? So we'll come back to that. I'm sure in just yeah. a little bit. Here's what I get. We said for like two weeks leading up to this, why is it? I mean, he learned all he could learn Mm -hmm. in Potiphar's Mm -hmm. house. Mm -hmm. There was something else to be learned, and he he needed to be humbled again and learn something else. Now we know what that something else is. He had to learn to interpret dreams. Yeah. He had to learn to take care of people in prison, Mm -hmm. to be a caretaker. Right. Not a glory stealer. Mm -hmm. Right. Like he was at his beginning. That's really what mm-hmm. he was at the beginning. He was a glory stealer. He didn't give God any credit. You hit that right on the head. He was being a glory stealer. Right. You're going to bow down to me. Right. Yep. Which they ultimately did, but he's acknowledging that God is, is in control. So when I first see this, I see the providence of God putting him once again right in the place. Mm-hmm. Now, we're going to talk about that it took a while. Right. But <clears throat> the the providence of God and the sovereignty of God to move the pieces on the chessboard mm-hmm. like he sees fit. Mm-hmm. And that's what he is always doing in, in our life too. When we don't understand why, right. God's up to something. Mm-hmm. Yep. What's your thoughts? Well, because um, just remember in our lives, and we see the evidence here, as you've said, but in our lives, remembering that God is... sovereignly in control of all things that happen Mm -hmm. and so um and so we we see that here and so that should then encourage us to know that 
God is the same yesterday, today, and tomorrow. And so, give me your best definition of sovereignty. Um, that He's in completely. He I mean, is, she sort of said it in the sentence. Right, right here, He is in complete control of everything that happens. There is nothing, not an iota, minutia amount of anything that He is not in control of. Because no. if there were, then He wouldn't be sovereign. Mm-hmm. My thought is just kind of, you know, we have the the benefit of hindsight reading this and we say, Oh, well, well, that's easy. if Joseph knew what was good, Joseph didn't know that what the specifics of what was happening. He didn't know exactly why those pieces were being moved or what pieces were being moved. And that's where faith comes in. But he knew that God had that sovereignty so he could have faith in following whatever was happening. Um, I mean, if God's got the ability, that. then I have the ability by the power of God, right. which is what he said. Here, here's something else that's just coming to me as you, you guys were talking. He was also learning how to care for people. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, he walked in and he says, why are your faces right. He So now think about in the middle of, I mean, no matter how you shake it down, this brother is in a pit. Right. I mean, yeah, he might have been in a literal one that got pulled out, but he's in a worse one now right. than he's ever been. Mm-hmm. And yet in the how many of us would have had enough godliness, compassion, concern for our fellow brother in the same situation as Joseph to be like, yo man, to notice it. What's going on? Right. You're looking more down than usual. Right. What, why are your faces your scripture? Mm-hmm. Why are your faces downcast? Mm-hmm. Yep. How many of us would have been willing to serve in that setting? Mm-hmm. A lot of times, we only want to serve when we can be seen. Yeah. I mean, that's false humility. Right. We want to serve when we're going to get a pat on the back. Mm-hmm. We're going to right. serve now. He does have a moment, I think, of some little bit of unbelief here, where he doesn't really trust God. Does he? I think so. Because, well, think about it. He tells them both, hey, make sure you say something to, to Pharaoh about me. Why did he need them to say something to Pharaoh? God had providentially, sovereignly moved all the pieces on the chessboard mm-hmm. to get him where he was. And so now he's like, all right, time to practice. Yeah. Yep. And let's get... Let's perfect this God you interpret, you give it to me, and I spell it out. Mm-hmm. Okay? So what are you guys thinking? Anything else you want to talk about in those first few verses? Dan's been flipping back well, and yeah, forth. Well, yeah, I was just saying that difference of, you know, um, verse 7, he, he asked, you know, well, no, go back it up to verse 6. Um, he saw that they were troubled. You, again, that just that change of being so self-centered. I mean, they didn't even tell him like, Hey, this is going on. And, and, you know, it'd been one thing they said, Hey, these guys are in trouble because X, Y, and Z. And he's like, Oh, is that why you're upset? But no, he, you know, just what you said, he took that initiative and could tell that something was going on. That's such a huge change. You know, you look at the relationship with him and his brothers and it, it talks about, you know, a peaceful word couldn't be said between them. Yeah. To go from that to being able to say, hey, something's up. And again, especially in the situation he was in, it's just a huge change. Well, and they must have been having conversations with other people, not Mm -hmm. Joseph, but with other people because they said there is no, we've had dreams and there is no one to interpret. Mm -hmm. So they've obviously sought out that interpretation. So they've obviously been talking about it, um, but obviously 
but Joseph was not a part of that conversation. And so then when he encounters them. Dream interpretation was a very big thing in Egyptian yeah, society. Right. A very, very big thing. And so they were, yeah, they were going, hey, man, I, I need somebody because right. I've had, you didn't just dream dreams. Right. They, every, right. it seemed like seemingly in Egypt, when you had a dream, there was a, yes. a, the gods, quote unquote, were mm -hmm. trying to right. tell you something. But here's what else we learned about Joseph in this. He was becoming the leader God mm -hmm. needed him to yes. be. Yes. A leader leads by serving. Yes. yes. Absolutely. Yep. yep. Who's the greatest example? Jesus. Jesus. What's the greatest example of leadership that he ever showed? Washing the disciples' feet. Yeah, think about it. Go to John 13, because that's where it's at. And, and guys, listen to this. It's, it's the greatest. Now, er, everything Jesus did was amazing and perfect and, and, yes, equal. But from our perspective, mm -hmm. in John 13, it says, Now before the feast of the Passover, when Jesus knew. That's the part. Jesus knew what was about to yes. happen. Yep. He knew that in just a few hours, he the 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 process of beatings would begin. Mm -hmm. He was going to be betrayed in a few hours. He was going to be brought before Ananias and Caiaphas and all those dudes and be smacked. His beard, within 24 hours, mm -hmm. what he had at that moment would be completely different. Yep. Knew that his hour had come to depart out of this world to the Father. Uh, this is a, a phraseology that... Hebrews writer of says he loved them to the uttermost. He yeah. or he can save to saves to the uttermost. Uh -huh. Same difference is I mean, same thing as this. He loved them to the end. Mm -hmm. When you're a good leader, no matter what's going on, you love the people mm -hmm. under you until the very end. Yep. Even when bad things are happening. Right. <clears throat> During supper. The devil had already put it in the heart of Judas Iscariot, Simon's son, to betray him. Jesus, knowing that he had God had put all things into his hand, he had come from God, and going back, he rose from supper, laid aside his outer garments, taking a towel, tied it around his waist, poured water into a basin, and began to wash the disciples' feet and wipe them with the towel that was wrapped around him. If you know anything about the history of that time, he took the position of a bondservant. Mm -hmm. Everything he did when he took off that towel, when he tucked it in and began to wash feet, that was something that a servant of a house would do. Mm -hmm. That's how you lead. Yeah. Right. You know your people, you know, and you do the dirty things. Yep. And it doesn't say he left Judas Iscariot out. Uh, yeah. I mean, he knew mm -hmm. that the devil had already put into the heart of Judas Iscariot to betray him. So he knew. He yeah. knew all things. And yet, he washed Judas's feet. Yeah, because then you get down in, in the end. He doesn't tell. He says, truly, truly, one of you guys is going to betray me. Mm -hmm. I mean, he washed the feet of the dude. Mm -hmm. Yep. Bro, I mean, I've never been a part of a foot washing ceremony. I've heard they were just incredible. Mm -hmm. Yeah, they are. But, my goodness. A leader leads by serving. Right. We we've so mistaken that in the church. Oh yeah. Mm -hmm. We want to be with the one with the power. We want to be the one making the decision. We want to be the one doing this. That's just so backwards. Mm -hmm. Right. Joseph now was getting it. 
Yeah. He was not... he was called to be the leader of his family, although he was born so much later than the other guys, in a sense. I mean, mm-hmm. he wasn't in the top six right. or seven. Mm-hmm. And and God showed him in dreams. It's just weird how all this interconnects. Yep. God showed him in dreams right. that he was to be the leader. Yeah. What did we say last week? Sometimes we get success too quick. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And he just butchered that. <laughs> Now we find him. Okay, so here's my weird one of the day. Okay. <laughs> it's sort of like those monkeys that pick the <laughs> pick the bugs off their food yeah, yeah. and eats them, like yeah. serving them and whatever. That's I don't know why that picture's in my head. You can just say I'm stupid. I don't feel so bad. <laughs> but that's what a leader does. It takes yeah. care of the others. Yep. And that's what he was doing. Mm-hmm. He cared about these other guys. These other guys that forgot him. Mm-hmm. He cared. Yep. But that was also in God's sovereignty. Yes. So anyway, all right. Back now. What we got? What's next? Do you want me to read? Yeah, go for it. So the chief cupbearer told his dream to Joseph and said to him, In my dream there was a vine before me, and on the vine there were three branches. As soon as it budded, it blossoms, its blossoms shot forth, and the clusters ripened into grapes. Pharaoh's cup was in my hand, and I took the grapes and pressed them into Pharaoh's cup and placed the cup in Pharaoh's hand. Then Joseph said to him, This is its interpretation. The three branches are three days. In three days, Pharaoh will lift up your head and restore you to your office, and you shall place Pharaoh's cup in his hand as formerly when you were his cupbearer. Only remember me when it is well with you, and please do me the kindness to mention me to Pharaoh, and so get me out of this house. See, God still didn't, didn't, wasn't through working on him. For I was indeed stolen out of the land of the Hebrews, and here also I have done nothing that they should put me into the pe- into the pit. <laughs> she said Pete. Shall I keep reading or should I not? No, yeah, go ahead and read. Read to the end of the chapter. All right. When the chief baker saw that the interpretation was favorable, he said to Joseph, I also had a dream. There were three cake baskets on my head, and in the uppermost basket there were all sorts of baked food for Pharaoh, and the birds were eating it out of the basket on my head. Let me stop for a moment. You know this this baker man is yeah like, he's oh, like yeah, oh, I'm gonna, I'm, oh yeah. yeah wait I had a dream too yeah, I had one too man I had these things are yeah oh yeah he, he wasn't gonna speak up before also. that though yeah I'm gonna be restored too yeah. okay hear the rest of the story um, and Joseph answered and said this is its interpretation the three baskets are three days in three days Pharaoh will lift up your head hold it <laughs> if you go back. He st- the baker still thinks he's got yep. it going on. Yep. What, what did Joseph said, tell the oh, other one? In, th- in, in three days, days, the Pharaoh will lift up your head. Same words. Yep. Mm-hmm. And restore you. But not so the baker. He says, in three days, Pharaoh will lift up your head from you. <laughs> Exclamation point. <laughs> and hang you on a tree and the birds will eat the flesh from you. On the third day, which was Pharaoh's birthday, he made a feast for all his servants and lifted up the head of the chief cupbearer and the head of the chief baker among his servants. He restored the chief cupbearer to his position and he placed the cup in Pharaoh's hand. 
But he hanged the chief baker as Joseph had interpreted to them. Yet the chief cupbearer did not remember Joseph, but forgot him. Oh, I just, I could just see that guy's face drop like that. <laughs> oh, he, yeah. From you. Bam. <laughs> Excuse me, you say what? <laughs> yeah. Lift your head from you. Just kidding. I didn't have the dream. I didn't have yeah, the dream. <laughs> so, the, here's, so what do you get out of that? Well, just the fact that... Hey, how come I didn't get one of them? You must have. <laughs> Let's not be distracted. Okay, there. That was from the... Well, I didn't go on the last trip, so it was from... Projecta Vita? Mona got something I didn't get. Yeah, I'm not happy. Okay. <laughs> I'll send you a message, Willie. Um... <laughs> The fact that God gave instantaneously gave him the interpretation. Exactly. Um, when we read in it, when we read in Daniel, he had to go and inquire of God and wait. Here, God is instantaneously giving him the interpretation right away. Yeah, bam. Which God can do whatever way he wants to. He's obviously capable of giving an interpretation right away, or he may choose to wait. But in this instance, we see that he did it right away. Just, I got I got a little little something, but I'm I'm trying to let it form. But no, just just two thoughts. Number one, that you know it would be easy for somebody to think, oh, from the first half of this, oh, he's just telling what they want to hear. Like obviously, well, then the second one clearly <laughs> you know <laughs> clears that up. Yeah. Um, the second thing I was thinking about is I wonder with with the the baker, I wonder if he took him serious with this or whether he was. Yeah, like, I was thinking you know, that when we talked about it. Like, I, I mean, I'd be skipping town or something, running he somewhere. He was in prison, bro. He couldn't skip town. <laughs> I'm pretty good at skipping town. <laughs> <laughs> I, but you know, like, I, I wonder if he if he was like, hey, whoa, whoa, wait a minute, when they came to get them both, or whether he was like, yeah, let's go. Yeah, let's you go. know, I'm about to be restored yeah. to my place. I, you just, just curious, yeah. I did, I just and and then so a leader not only serves but a leader is truthful. Mm -hmm. I mean, he could have just he could have got the inter however God gave it yeah. to him. And you wonder did God what? I mean, it doesn't matter to me. I right. I care less how God gave it to him. Yeah, yeah. But whether God just put the words in his mouth, right. gave it to his heart, and Joe or Joe just started speaking, and God made sure he said the right words. I mean, it's tough sometimes. Yep. When you're a leader. There are times you got to make the tough call. Yep. I never thought about that too, because you don't know how that guy's going to react. Oh, he could have, you went know, crazy. yeah, yeah. And he could have very. You're right. I mean, what you're saying is tr absolutely right. He could have very easily had just said something that the baker wanted to hear. Yeah. And oops, I was wrong. <laughs> what <laughs> I heard from God wrong, but you he think wouldn't. God would have honored it. But no. With the Pharaoh. No, not at all. And so, right. Some things hinge on us just following mm -hmm. through what God says. Yep, absolutely. You know, I think a lot of times we don't we don't think of the fact that sometimes God will call us to to either do something or, or especially share something with somebody that they they don't want to hear. They don't. Want, I mean, I, I I come at from you know thinking uh, you know we've talked about this before as a pastor. 
Like you can't preach to felt needs. You preach what God gives you. Yep. That's what I was struggling with. How was I going to say? There are so many yeah. pastors out there, and I'm not calling names because I don't. I don't yeah. need to call names. Whatever. You just listen for yourself. They they preach nothing. Yeah. They they don't preach against sin. They don't preach the blood of Jesus. They don't preach that that hell's a real place. Mm-hmm. They don't preach all the scripture. That's the main yep. reason. What I've always told you. What I've always told Drew. What tells Zach. All my all my preacher boys. Preach through books of the Bible yep. so you don't skip the hard parts. Yep. I mean, it's I, I, this book, the Bible, does not evolve. Yep. Right. God said it, and I'm sorry, there are people out there. I mean, this is Satan is always going to attack Scripture. Mm-hmm. First thing he attacked in the Bible, the first question of the Bible was straight at the truthfulness yep. of Scripture and mm-hmm. the, um, the the infallibility and inerrancy of Scripture. Has God indeed yep. said? This the Bible says it. I'm, I didn't got myself all flustered here. <laughs> the Bible says it. I believe it. That settles it. Yep. You can scream in that order. Yep. Yeah. You can scream from the highest heaven, and you can call me an idiot. You can call me closed-minded. You can call me whatever. Mm-hmm. But one day you're gonna call me a saint because I'm gonna be in heaven because I. Look, if I get to heaven and God says, Hank, you took scripture a little too seriously, I can live with that. Yeah, yeah. What I will not live with, Hank, you shorted, shorted toy with my scripture a yeah. lot. Yep. You shorted build some theology on one yeah. verses that you pulled out of context. Mm-hmm. You sure did. Hank, why, why did you never preach on Romans chapter mm-hmm. 1? Right. In the days you were living. Right. Yep. Hank, why, why did you not preach those hard passages? Why didn't you take a stand on there are only two genders? Yep. Right. And there are only two genders. Yep. Marriage is between a man and a woman. Those are there was a thing called the virgin birth. I believe the Bible to be the inerrant, infallible, yep. unchanging word of God. That's it. your life is to be lived by the and this is not uh uh a la carte Christianity. Yep. Right. Are there parts that I struggle with personally? Yep. Yeah, because I'm a sinner. Right. I, I'm not perfect. Yep. And you're not perfect. But if you're trying to make the Bible be okay with your lifestyle mm-hmm. or your way of living or whatever, friend, you're in the wrong. Right. God is right. Mm-hmm. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. Yep. No one comes to the Father but through me. Right. He, Jesus did not come as Joseph Smith or Brigham Young. He was not created. He was not created. He, he did not come as Buddha. He did not come as Muhammad. He did not come as John Russell. He did not come as any other person. He came as Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. Yep. Second person of the Trinity, equal with God, yep. not below God, right. different role, yep. that of Son, to die for us. And yes, he rose again on the third day, defeating death, hell, and the grave. And you not go unless you repent. Right. Preachers don't want to preach that either. Oh, just just say some prayer. Okay, fantastic. I pray with people when they come to repentance. But brother, if you don't have repentance, and repentance means what, Mona? Doing a 180. (laughs) I almost said it wrong. <laughs> I would have paid money for that. Oh. I almost said We would have clipped that. <laughs> got oh, right yeah, that would have been all over there. Oh. Okay. 
But it's turning completely away from your sin. You turn from sin and self yep. to someone, a Savior, Jesus Christ. Yep. If that doesn't occur, mm-hmm. you ain't got it. Mm-hmm. Now, are you still going to sin? Yes. But you're, um, you have repented and you have turned away from that life, having sin rule your life. Um, but yes, you're still going to sin. We, we all still sin. But you should sin less. Yes. Here's a difference, in, and I heard one pastor say it this way. A sinner jumps in the sin mm-hmm. and wallows in it and mm-hmm. loves it. Yeah. A believer accidentally falls in the sin, mm-hmm. hates it the moment, yep. and repents. Yes. Doesn't mean you might not fall into it at some other point. Mm-hmm. More likely, you probably will, but there's conviction. You're not yeah. content to stay there. And yeah. there's change. Yep. yep. If there's no change, there is no Christ. Right. Being good and moral doesn't get you to heaven. Yep. Joseph shows us how we're to lead. Right. It's the greatest thing. I, I think the greatest truth is in this chapter. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is a great leadership chapter. Mm-hmm. You lead by example, serve one another, and you lead in truth. Mm-hmm. Yep. You don't sugarcoat it. All right, Dan told us we only had four minutes left. I gave you two extra ones even. <laughs> but the one thing Joseph did do wrong now, and I believe a little bit of unbelief, he was trying, hey, you guys, make sure you mention sure. me. Yeah. God God is working it. Right. Bro, you don't need them to mention it. still me. answer Matter to move fact, on That may be why God says. That could be. Yeah. Uh, absolutely could be why. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not dying on that hill. Yeah. But yeah. the very first four words mm. of chapter 41, after two whole yep. years. Yep. And, it, and, and that's another one of those things that just point to this being a, a historical document rather than just stories because we it's completely human and expected to be like, hey, I'm in this bad spot. Yeah. If you can get me out, like that'd be great. Yeah. Um, we wouldn't include that if we were just trying to make him look good. Yeah. Exactly. All right, big thought. All right, I'll stall for you, money. What you got? <laughs> well, I would just, again – Go back though, even though he did ask them to remember him, that we see him um, trusting in God for the things that he knew. Because if you go back to the dreams with that he had, he obviously knew what it meant. He didn't handle it properly, and so now when he's faced with dreams that other people are coming having, he is fully aware that. Knowing what the dreams meant doesn't come from him, that it came from God. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm going to add one more thing to this this idea of leadership. So we, we and it, it ties the other two together as well. That, you know, we said you, you've got to serve and you've got to come from a place of truth. The other one is, and, and it ties directly into serving, you've got to be obedient because so often we, we say, well, I, I'm the leader. I, who do I have to institute? God, the ultimate authority. Right. If you're not obedient, then you're going to lead others astray. It's better you wouldn't even be in that position to start with. Exactly. And the greatest way to do this is to trust the Lord. Yep. Mm-hmm. That's the and you get that when you tie thirty nine and forty together. That that little phrase, mm-hmm. the Lord was with him. Yep. Why? Because he was obedient. Yep. Because he was now willing to serve. Because he spoke the truth. Right. Yep. God. But as we see in forty one, it's still on God's time. Mm-hmm. Yep. Mm-hmm. 
I mean, you get the, I get the idea. Joe's like, hey, man, get me out of here. Quit. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. God's like, bro, I'm still going to humble you. I don't think you still fully yeah. got it. Yeah. I'm going to humble you just a little bit more. Yeah. Yep. To make you think is all. Well, and plus, I think he wanted, I, I don't want to get into the next one, but here's a little wet your appetite. I think God was like, I don't want this to be about that cupbearer telling you, telling yeah. Pharaoh. Right. I want this to be that I give Pharaoh a dream, and then the cupbearer goes, Oh, oh, yeah. By the way, yeah. Oh. Yeah. Where it's not right there. So let's pray. Father, God, we love you. God, we're so thankful for you. God, you are the lifter of our face. God, when, when all the world is against us, you will come along and lift our face. God, we thank you and we praise you for the gift of grace and the gift of just eternity if we come by way of the cross. Lord, we love you today in the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. I am Hank Meadows, um, pastor of Marion Baptist Church, and got my home slice with Spono. Hey. Got Bean of the Board. Yep, yep. Thanks, guys. Bye, y'all. 12 weeks Christmas.